recorded in front of a live studio audience. This episode presented by Carolina Sports Studio. Welcome to the latest. Wait, what? What's Pat say, Lewis? I believe it's iteration. Welcome to the latest iteration of Behind the Beard. I got to be honest with you. There is something about a man with a good-looking beard. Absolutely. At least three of us have one. Yeah. So, somebody's still trying. He's he's it's it's. I would call him patchy at best. Patchy. Patchy. Yeah. Not a patchy, but hey, just patchy. Hang on, I got to finish the intro. Oh. This is where Pat says, we don't really care about your feelings, but he says it in a really nice way. He says something like, we're friends. Well, yeah. He says This some, is for friends. Sometimes friends. Sometimes friends. Doing a podcast, and if you don't like it, listen to something else. Suckers! That's what he says, but really nice. But really, there's not much more coverage than us around here. Yeah. So, so here, I'll do it again. Welcome to the latest iteration of Behind <laughs> the Beard. Where four fantastic friends get together and talk sports. Sometimes it's football. Wait, guys, all the time it's football. But yeah, for so far. Uh, but I would say, you know, Pat being the friend he is, he. I was down in Greenville this weekend. He flew down there in his helicopter to see me umpiring. I know Carson saw him today in the helicopter. Isn't it? I've seen. I saw the helicopter today. Um, I was over Patton Bridge, and he was, I guess, low surveying um, the. French Broad River, right there. So it was just something I, I don't know what his work's got or is that pleasure, but I either either one. I saw the you know the helicopter was low and it was not you know for any other reasons except for just Pat wanting to be that low. It was not a three X reason. It was just that was where the helicopter was at. It's so nice when your friends just stop by and, and just come to see you. Pat is in California this week. We are yeah. going to miss him. He you know we love Pat. We love having Pat here. But Pat's not here this week. But instead, I mean, we got a decent replacement. We do. So uh, we want to introduce, uh, many of you know, Derek Green. Derek, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Derek, an avid listener of Behind the Beard, so he, he knows what we're doing here. And he knows a little bit about football. Just a little. Derek, a coach at Reynolds High School. For, for how many years were you there, Derek? Uh, gosh, let's see. I started in fall of 14 and uh, the spring, of, or excuse me, fall of 21 was my last, so about six years. Wow, six wow. years. So if I'm a football certified football guru, what does that make, Derek? <laughs> Whatever's above a guru. Okay. Well, he actually understands football, unlike you. <laughs> okay. So you're saying between Derek and I, we really, this side of the table has got the all the knowledge that we need to Der- Derek share. and I met so long ago, he was like just a kid when we first met. Was that yeah. Chick-fil-A? At Chick-fil-A, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. What was your first job at Chick-fil-A? I was doing the cash register or something, something up front. Uh, Mike wanted to put my smiling face out front. Yeah. And He's I was, a good-looking guy. I was pretty scrawny, so he didn't want me lifting anything in the back. Then so. I put him outside to deal with all the people sitting on the patio. Knowing yep. Mike, he probably works in the back. He might. You gotta watch him. Wow, <laughs> wow! We're, we're happy to have Derek join us this week. We are very, very, very lucky to have him. So, uh, the picks this week, guys. We had a first time thing. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll Carson, go ahead and get it out of the way from the from the guru. Football. 
Behind the Beard, the first ever Ofer Week. Um, and I was, you know, I, I got a text from a buddy after the games Friday. Um, it was over the weekend. He realized that I went Ofer and I picked against Asheville. And he said that that's just, that's exactly what I deserve. And he's right. And um, I, I betrayed my boys and the Cougars. Um, and I went 0 and 7. So we have some new, we have, we, we've got a movement, um, right now. Uh, we've got Mike in the lead who for many weeks, Mike, you were in last place, right? Yes. And I've been to first before, but I usually blow it the next week. Okay. Well, let's try not to do that. So, uh, Mike is at 43 and 32 and then, uh, Lewis in second place at 42 and 33. And then another one more game behind Lewis. We've got 41 and 34. We've got uh, your Rocket Faithful, Pat Pohl, and uh, the football guru, Carson Jones. Also known as last place. Derek, do you think you can do better than 0 and 7? I, I hope to. Gosh, I hope to. Can't, can't get any worse, though. I, I'll tell so, you. So, Mike, when you go through and get um, ask for each pick, will you just make sure that you go in? Counterclockwise, make sure Derek is before me, and then <laughs> that way you just gonna pick whatever Derek picks. So, so that way, I, I think I'll have a better week. So let me get this straight: Todd is no longer making your picks. You go zero for seven. So now you want Derek to make all your picks. Um, Todd, Todd is fired. Uh, <laughs> you he already fired Landon earlier. I'm going to get a text when he hears this part. But yeah, Todd's fired. Um, Landon is on officially on the hot seat. Uh, and I think I'm going to hire officially. My camp has reached out for a um, potential contract agreement with Derek Green. So mm. Derek, Derek will be my new advisor. Wait, forward. wait, he's uh, my advisor. What are you talking about? <laughs> is, that, is that why you went from first place, last place to first place? Yes. That makes sense. Okay. I started to text to Derek. What do you think? Okay. It's All 100% right. true. I did. All right. Well, now there'll be both of us texting Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Mike hasn't been texting me too much recently. That's that might be why he's, his record's dipping a little bit. That's right. <laughs> Mike, do you have anything for the for the listeners this week as far as the soapbox? So normally I do the soapbox, but instead of the soapbox, I have a hilarious story I want to share with you about Pat Pole instead. Is that okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Please. Absolutely. I want so, to hear it. Pat and his wife and, and me and my wife went out to dinner Saturday night. Went to a place in Billmore. So we order food. Pat gets wings and fries. And he says, we got to take the the safety thing off the ketchup. You know what I'm talking about? Under the lid, where you screw the lid off and take the piece of plastic Like off. the seal? Yeah, the seal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you got to take the seal off. And he's like, over there. He's like, I can't open the ketchup. I can't open the ketchup. I'm like, okay. So he hands it to Mary. Mary's trying to open this ketchup. She can't open it either. I said, hand me the ketchup. It's a plastic squeeze bottle of ketchup. He hands it to me. I reach over to his plate, squeeze the bottle, ketchup comes out. I said, Pat, that's how ketchup works. You <laughs> squeeze the bottle. It's not it's not a glass jar where you bang it on the bottom. So, Pat, uh, unfortunately, I guess his butler usually does his ketchup for him, or his chef. I'm sure when he's at the house, he's like, hey, I need a little salt. Put a little ketchup here for me. You know, James, come up. Hey, clean this up for me. That's right. The butler, the chef, they all take care of that stuff. Right. Seeing Pat try to operate a ketchup bottle was was absolutely hilarious. Well, I'm a little disappointed you didn't have a soapbox, Mike. They didn't listen last week. Why would they listen now? Well, I wanted to add on to your soapbox this week. Well, listen. Add on. What do you got? Coaches, 
Every coach that listens, listen. <laughs> there are several. <laughs> Every coach that listens, listens. You heard it right here. Every coach that listens, listen right now. If you are on a bye this week, <laughs> do not wear your coaching attire to another field. No one cares where you coach. Just come as your person. It is so annoying to be at a field where there's two different teams playing and you see a third team's coach there wearing his full attire. Well, he wants you to know he's there. He's repping his team, man. He's proud. I'm sure that's maybe all the attire you have. Uh, just just dress in some shorts and a long T-shirt or something. Do not wear your coaching attire out there. It's so embarrassing for the rest of the, everyone to see you that way. Let's ask Derek. When you were a coach, how many shirts did you have? We had a lot. We had a lot of shirts, but it builds up over time. Sure, you it know? does. And and it's, it becomes a an everyday thing in your wardrobe. It's just like, man, let me just throw on a t shirt. Which which that's what I've got? Which so, Reynolds t shirt am I wearing today? That's right. That's so right. for um at Reynolds, when was Christmas morning for you? So when <laughs> when was when did you get the coach's gear? Was it like early August? Sometime during the summer. Sometime during yeah. the summer. Okay. It depended though on like BSN and, and all those guys. It just depended on. Well, their orders are so large. It takes sometimes. Ah, I don't sometimes know about it's that. like they've got to make sure. <laughs> sometimes they've got to make sure that trucks, can, the shipments can get yeah. you know touch touch. I don't land. know about that. <laughs> I don't know about all. Do they? That. Do you know if? Do the, you know that Pat now picks them up with the helicopter and drops them on the center of the field? I heard that they were they came in by like railroad car, so like train <laughs> car. So. <laughs> oh. Well, hey, guys, let's talk about week nine. We didn't do fantastic, but there were a few games. We're going to start with the Asheville-McDowell game. Asheville 57, McDowell 16. We gave McDowell 28 and a half. This was, uh, this was a game we thought McDowell might be able to compete. They did not. Uh, they were not able to cover. Asheville wins. Mike and Lewis, the only two to get this right. I will share with you, uh, Slidell had a good game. He was 10 of 12 for 197 and three TDs. Uh, Plummer and Ellis both rushed for over 115 yards. I just want to say a big shout out to the Asheville coaches having mine and Mike's back here. <laughs> <laughs> so the Cougars, their last three weeks are three and zero against the behind the beard spread. So um, that's called a heater. Um, shout out to them. I I very disappointed in myself for abandoning them and losing that pick, um, and it cost me the whole week. But um, they got right. I don't I, think that's the only one that cost you last week. It's almost like there were six other games you chose wrong. <laughs> no, they're, they're, yeah, you're right. Um, but no, Asheville, Asheville, you know, I honestly did though. I, I thought McDowell was, I just thought I may, maybe Asheville doesn't have a ton of confidence. I think you said they weren't confident in anything. And it's like, it just goes to show like when you compare teams that just play against Robertson and Reynolds and then maybe a couple other ones, but, um, they, Absolutely beat up on McDowell, and it just was not close. Let me 57 share, points. Let me share with you an interesting stat. McDowell had 16 minutes and – I'm sorry. Asheville High had 16 minutes and 48 seconds of time possession. McDowell had the ball for 31 minutes and still yeah. only able to put up 16. It just goes to show you when you – I mean, Derek can speak more on this, but it's – I guess when I watched McDowell and North Buncombe play and – there was not a pass attempt that game, and I don't know if, if they're not going to pass on North Buncombe. I don't necessarily think they can pass on the Cougars of Asheville. But I mean, hey, McDowell had a run. They beat a couple bad teams, and then and then they entered the buzzsaw that is Asheville. Do you yeah. think they're the best of the bad teams? 
Derek, what do you think? I think I think I think it's it's Reynolds Robertson this year. Then you got Irwin, who's kind of in the middle. Then you got McDowell, and then you got everybody else. So you the, think the Nashville's North in the League. every other in the everybody else category? Oh, excuse me, excuse, excuse me. <laughs> wow, <I misspoke>. <laughs> so, so you got you got the top three. You yes, know, you got I the know, top man. three, and then then you got Irwin, and uh, and then you got kind of everybody else just fighting fighting out for that that third third fourth fifth spot, whatever it is. It'd be in, in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next up, uh, <clears throat> TC taking on Irwin. We gave Irwin forty two and a half. TC not able to cover TC 27, Irwin 7. Derek, I know you watched this one on TV. What were your thoughts of TC and Irwin? Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought Irwin early did some great things. You know, that that little scat back that they got, he busted off the, the big touchdown run, and you thought, man, they, they got a chance to stay in this. And then they, they go down there and get stopped at the one-yard line uh, before the before the end of the first half, and you're like, man, that that, that may have been their their shot right there. And, and – uh, we always said you want to win the first two minutes of the first half, last two minutes of of the of the first half, and then repeat it in the in the second half as well. And and Robertson did a really good job of of winning those first two minute segments um, in each of the halves. And uh, and obviously, the the score may not show it, but but Robertson dominated uh, from start to finish. And and uh, I think they they had a little bit of penalty issues and kind of got behind the chains, but. Uh, but Robertson looks really good. Really, Derek, really good. you've been in some big, some big rivalry games <clears throat> in the past. You know how much is it when you when you've got that big game looming the next Friday? How much is it um, when you're playing? Is it easy to overlook? Is it e- easy to not want to put fifty up and just? Or do you? I mean, were they one hundred percent just focused on? Do Irwin you find right yourself here? being pretty vanilla with a big game coming? I, I don't think vanilla is is a good way to describe it. I think you you want to do everything that you can do to win that week. Uh, you know the kids. Kids aren't dumb. You know they they know when the big games are. They know when uh, when it means more. And and you, you're only going to get your kids up fully to play their best ball um, probably three or four times a year. So obviously those those sleeper games they they do happen. Um, but you you definitely want to try and and minimize that effect and and keep your guys as focused as possible. Um, but uh, but they do happen. And, and I, I don't I don't think that it happened in the Robertson game at all. Um, I think they were ready to go, and and they looked physical, and uh, Irwin's Irwin's a decent ball club, and and they gave Robertson everything they could they could give them. Those three running backs for Robertson are they're load to bring down. They're they're stout, and the quarterback's pretty stout too. Denwood uh, rushed uh, for 124 yards, and Deshaun Tears rushed for 104. Of course, they don't throw very much, um, so those were the two the two mm-hmm. over 100. But they had two more right there. I know we're just a baseball. I mean, we're a football only podcast. But <laughs> Reno Jeter, state champion baseball player, he's 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 also a absolute unit on the field. That dude is built. He is built. I, I umpired some high school baseball a couple of years ago, and I saw that dude running around as a sophomore. I said, "Oh my goodness, this yeah. guy is, is stout." And yeah. Coach Coach Denway definitely needs to get that guy out on the football field somewhere. Yes. So next up, we had a private school game. Asheville, Asheville School was at High Point Christian Academy. High Point Christian Academy was unbeaten coming in. But Asheville School pulls out the win, 36-31. We gave High Point Christian Academy nine and a half, and Asheville School not able to cover. I was the only one who got this one right. Um, unfortunately, Asheville School comes away with a uh, injury. Uh, Jojo Akeem probably going to miss some time. I think that's big for them. He plays offense and defense. Tobert had uh he threw for 144 and rushed for 192. 
And Caleb Jenkins, the running back, rushed for 159 and four touchdowns. So they were getting it done for sure on the ground. You know, our thoughts go out with JoJo. It's just um, injuries are obviously a part of football. You watch you watch them happen and, um, in almost every game, but he's a special athlete that that team, you know, really leans on. Um, but it's going to be – it's you know, Ricky's going to have to carry the load even more these last few games. So um, it's interesting to see if – interesting to see, like, how he how he responds to that. It's fortunate for him they're in Division Two. Yes. Very. And we'll talk about that conference schedule in just a minute. Hey, but, I mean, at least he's at a private school. He gets an extra year. He does. Right. And, and he seems to be taking advantage of it, looking at his numbers. So next up, we had uh, a game Carson had a close eye on. Inca was at North Buncombe. We gave North Buncombe 14 and a half. Inca pulls the win out, 28-21. Pat got this one right. Uh, Carson, what would you see? I think you maybe saw some, some film on this one. So I, I had a running clock alert. Uh, <laughs> I, put, I added a running clock alert. I thought North Buncombe was going to run them off the field, um, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, you know, it was rain, rain was a factor, but neither team passes the ball. So how much of a factor could it be? Um, I don't, you know, football guru here says not much. I'm, I'm not a professional speaker, but I am a football guru now. Okay. Boom. There you go. <laughs> but no, I, I just think, uh, you know, Inca coming out, getting the outright win. Um, it kind of shows you the state of North Buncombe football. I and mean, this, this in all intents and purposes is their Super Bowl. I mean, this is the game that they've got to win. They lost to McDowell. They let that one slip away. Um, they, you know, I just think it goes back to running. They're a running team. Okay. You're on the one yard line. Lewis, what do you do? Uh, I would run. You would run the ball. Okay. Derek, how about you? Derek would definitely pass the ball. Uh, yeah. Okay. That was <laughs> Derek's, Derek's West Coast style. So you're at North Buncombe. Um, you know, I laughed. I was laughing about it. They, so they did a fullback. They did trick plays. So they were they were just trying to pull out all the stops. Um, they did a trick play, fullback pass, uh, interception, return for a touchdown, ninety nine yards. Uh, so it's just one of those like Ooh, it's just tough, tough in the rain. So uh, their quarterback doesn't pass, but you know what? Let's let their fullback pass. Um, but I got a text uh, from a, I about I about swerved off the road when I read this today. It was like you know that play was wide open all week in practice. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just like, you know, oh, like, every, this is every, like, every time you ran, you know, it. it's like, oh, guys, we got something right here. Like, this is it. Like, we got something. So, um, I, I just, I think that it's, you know, I think Mike said it's bad football, but it's going to end up being a good game. Um, I, from, from the North Buncombe side of things, I don't even know if it was like a good game. It was that bad of football. I mean, they, they, and they were in the game. Um, they just, there was penalties on every single play. Uh, there was unsportsmanlikes. There was this, that. You know, North Buncombe was three and zero. They've lost five straight. They've lost five straight. And you know, it comes to me. It goes. You know, I think the I think Sexton's out. I think he's. I, I think he's it. mentally checked out. Think that he's looking on to the retirement to the golf course. Um, and he outcoached North Buncombe. So it's like, so that shows you the state. I'm not super thrilled with the state of my uh, alumni. All right. So next up we had uh, Smoky Mountain at Franklin. Uh, this is a this is a couple teams that are struggling this year. Three and five Smoky Mountain, two and six Franklin. According to Simmons, Franklin got ten and a half. It didn't work out. Smoky Mountain gets the win, twenty to nineteen. Lewis, the only one to get this one right. 
Uh, not a lot of stats on this one. Lewis, uh, how'd you pick this one correctly? I, I just figured, you know, two grudge match. Like, this is a grudge match between two teams that are hard to beat. I, I didn't think ten and a half points was going to be enough, and, and they proved it. Yeah, running the ball and slowing the thing down. So next up, this is a game that um, Derek, Lewis, Pat, and I were all at. Carson bailed on us, but um, we were at the Tuscola Pisgah game. And if you want to check out our socials, I took a quick video. Just so you know, Carolina Sports Studios will not be calling me to, to record for them. <laughs> <laughs> but with 42 minutes before kickoff, the place is packed. It's insane. Hey, it was a good environment. Very good environment. It was awesome. It was that. That's what high school football should should be about. I mean, it just two communities joined together, and I mean, you got thirteen thousand people there by the time kickoff rolled around, and just a just a packed house and a great great environment for yeah. high school football. And don't overlook the twenty eight thousand dollar fifty fifty. Oh, that that's probably right. half the reason that that uh, some of those guys were even there. Yeah. The fifty fifties, the fit the fifty fifty heard around the state. I mean, there's people oh, yeah. in the middle of the state that have. You know, in the, tri- the Raleigh Triangle, Chapel Hill area that know about the 50-50 at the Piscataskola game. I think last year they even had a website where you could buy, <laughs> buy, buy, some, num- buy some numbers. That's the most COVID thing, oh, but yeah. talk about getting the sales up. So, the other thing I thought was cool was, so the Pisgah, the visitor side, not very big. We were sitting on the far right-hand section. It was full of Pisgah people. That's visitor side two, right? Visitor yeah. side part two. <laughs> yeah. So, and listen, there wasn't a lot of animosity. I mean... People were co- coexisting there for not lack of a better phrase. Well, it's two small communities. Everybody's friendly. They want their right. sides to win. It, it was a cool little atmosphere. It was. We had a Pisgah guy next to us. We talked to him. Right. Um, so that was a good deal. Anyway, Tuscola comes away with the <laughs> upset win, twenty-seven to ten. We all picked Pisgah to win. They were also given ten and a half to Tuscola. We thought Tuscola was doomed, and. Golly. Well, really, Jed West. Jed West looked fantastic. How did Tuscola lose all these other games? I'm just – it was the – I think there was an article that said he's a dude, and it's like – Yeah. I I mean, from what y'all said, it was he just came out and played and played and played, and it's like, what happened in all these other games? Derek looked at me and said, that's the best guy on the field. And it it wasn't close. No. I mean, it it really wasn't close. Like, every time that kid touched the ball, and obviously he's a quarterback, he's going to touch it every time. Um, but but when it was called upon him to make a play, the dude made a play. And, and you know, they always say that big time players step up in big time games. Well, if you're go to Tuscola or Pisgah, it doesn't get any bigger than 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 that game. And, and the kid stepped up and and won the game for him. And and just kudos to him. Um, I, I saw Coach Crompton on the sideline. You know, he was rocking his Jordan Twelves and the the black and gold. He, he looked looked the part on the sideline. He was he was fired up. And and that's a guy that's played in it, and he knows what's expected of him, of the quarterback at Tuscola. And uh, he did a good job preparing this guy, and uh, and he balled out. So you mentioned the, uh, in our in our group text, you mentioned about Pisgah's time of possession. You know, speak on speak on how Pisgah could have actually limited their their own oh, chances. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike said something. He said, uh, said, Tuscola held Pisgah to only two – was it two possessions? Pisgah only had two possessions in the second two, half. Two possessions two in the that second means half. They are, they are, their offense touched the ball. For our listeners that are football gurus like me, their <laughs> offense touched the ball two times the second half. Yeah, I think uh, I think Pisgah had a lot to do with uh, why Pisgah only had two two possessions in the second half. There, they were they were very run heavy, and uh, you know Tuscola played uh, 
six or seven guys in the box all night and just manned up on the outside and said, by God, you're going you're gonna to beat me throwing the football. And, and Tusco, or Pisgah just couldn't do it. And, uh, and then they had to go the long, hard way. And, and Tuscola's D just bent but never broke. Got a big turnover down there, and, and Tuscola took advantage of it. Yeah, even when had, Pisgah had the long drive, they fumbled inside, yeah. inside the 20 down yeah. there. Yeah. So, so talking to the Pisgah guy, all year long they've passed the ball a lot. And this game they decided we're going to sell out for the run. Yeah, now we can't verify that. There's no stats on Max Preps for Pisgah. Right. But the guy sitting next to me said Pisgah threw the ball. And this game they decided to run a lot. Wasn't very successful. It was tough sled. But every time they threw the ball, they got 15, 20 yards. Yeah, they, they hit that wheel route uh, early and, and kind of got a little switch release on a guy and, and hit a big pass play for a big chunk. I think it was like 20, 30 yards or whatever, yeah. and they ended up settling for a field goal early. But, uh, but yeah, they, they never went back to it. And when they did, it was a lot of max protect and kind of one or two guys out. But, uh, but yeah, Tuscola did a great job. They had a great game plan on both sides of the ball, and, and ultimately uh, it was the difference, you know. And I do want to share uh, Jed West's stats from the game. We talked about it. He was 10 of 17 throwing the ball for 140 yards and a TD. And then he rushed it 22 times for 162 yards and two more TDs. So he had three total TDs. And then uh, Gavin Langley, the running back, number seven, he rushed it 19 times for 80 yards and a TD. He was a nice, nice breath of fresh air when uh, Jed would hand it off. He'd run that read, that read option. Uh, he picked up a lot of good yards. Yeah, they were they they kept them honest, and then they'd play action or RPO, and and it was a, a good little one two punch there for them, and and obviously it scored a lot of points for them, and 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 was good. And seven seven looked really good that night. Again, I don't know how they've lost some of these other games, but when he hurt Jed West, he missed one game. He missed one. The, the it was either Franklin or Smoky Mountain. Interesting. And I apologize for not remembering, but yeah, they're four and four. So next up, the last game on the slot was North Henderson. Guys, North Henderson six and two. That's just really hard to say. North Henderson six and two. It doesn't look right next to the NH. It doesn't. Absolutely not. So they played uh, at East Henderson, who's now zero and eight. We gave East Henderson forty two and a half. They've been running clocked almost every game, uh, but North Henderson not able to get there. North Henderson wins, but thirty four nothing. Lewis again, the only one to get this one right. Lewis, you, you somehow knew East was going to cover here. You know, although they have so much senior leadership at North Henderson, <laughs> I knew that East was going to put just enough defense up to stop them from hitting the spread. It just – they scored zero points and covered. I mean, they, got, they scored zero <laughs> points and covered the spread. Hey, they took the time up. Oh, for sure. I feel no, like – I feel like – how, how – do you guys think – I mean – Let's be honest. We know there's some coaches that look at the spreads. And I'm not saying that that their game plan changes based off the spreads, but um, shout out to the East Coach because we've talked about it and I, I mean we've posted about it. Good team win good teams win and great teams cover. And East Henderson this week was a great team. <laughs> they covered. That's right. That's, hey, if you can't win, you might as well cover. Yes, yeah. I mean that's that's exactly so the you know, the spreads off the Simmons report. I mean, they covered. They were supposed to lose by more than they did. So I think that's a East Henderson takes that as a it's loser talk, but they took that as a win, I'm sure. It's the little victories that keep you little going. Victories, little victories. Little yes. victories. Just just little things here and there. Listen, when you're over A, you gotta find something. That's right. So uh Carson, you wanna you wanna mention our player of the week? Yeah, so we talked about it. It was just um 
the biggest game, arguably the biggest game in West North Carolina all year. Uh, Jed West was 10 for 17, 140 yards with a touchdown, 162 yards um, with two rushing TDs. Um, he was in complete control of this game. I was, you know, on Facebook, you guys, Facebook's like, obviously, it's a whole different beast, but I, I saw some pictures and it was even, um, it was even, it was a Pisgah players. And I, I just was reading comments and it said, you guys will remember this night for the rest of your lives and stuff like that. And it's like, this is how big this game is that these kids, I mean, they lost and these parents and community members were talking about how you will remember this game for the rest of your life. So um, I think it's it's only um, fitting for the you know player of this game in the biggest. Um, I expect a big crowd at Robertson Reynolds next week, but do we think it'll even hold a cap to 13,000? Nowhere no. close. I mean, nowhere close. There, there was more people there 42 minutes before kickoff than there will be. Than there will be. At the start of the Reynolds-Robertson. Listen, yes. I, I flipped on the Irwin-Robertson game. And on the visitor side at Irwin for Robertson, there wasn't 150 people there. And that, that's a shame. You know, uh, every time you go over to Robertson, you think, you know, they got a good ball club most most years. And for some reason, they just, the fans don't really show up like they do at other programs when somebody has a good year. Someone, just, someone, someone say that they have the best program this year. Some, some <laughs> is that Lewis? Say. Some is that say. Lewis? Is Lewis saying that? Is that a preview? Maybe may a preview. Okay, wow. Wow. Ooh. I, I do want to share a couple of things I, I should have shared when we talked about the Tuscola Pisgah game. It's just the third year in a row because of the flood and that damage to the field. Uh, the third year in a row has been played at Tuscola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Pisgah players. So there are some Pisgah players who are seniors who have never played a Tuscola, Tuscola Pisgah game at home. Yeah, that's awful. So that's unfortunate. That awfully, unfortunate. I hate to hear that. Yeah, that's awful. Secondly, I want to share. I want to share a Jed West text with you guys. I mean, a Jed West. Uh, You're texting. Uh, he was texting you. <laughs> no, hang on. Twitter. <laughs> I want okay. X. I want to share a Jed West tweet with you. So he's uh, lobbying to be vote for player, offensive player of the week, or whatever. He says, "Please vote for me as WNC offensive player of the week." Special shout out to our O line and defense for showing Pisgah. What real football looks like. Ooh, mm. ooh, ooh I like, I like it. I like Shot. that. Wow. He's, he's a senior. He doesn't have to worry about coming back next year. And he only played in the rivalry one time. One, one, one time. time. But that, that shows how much Coach Crompton pushed it in him and said, look, this is how you're going to be remembered as a Tuscola quarterback. This is Coach Crompton's first time as a coach in the rivalry. Both of them are 1-0. One and, oh. well, one and that's that, all that matters. It's time to move on. That's right, but, but yeah, Jed, Jed West had a great game, and there was there was one play at the second at the start of the second half, or in the middle of the second half, that kind of middle of the third quarter that stood out to me, where he made that big scramble and had the guys. He broke two tackles. Yeah, I mean that was incredible, and then and then throws it up to a to a wide open guy in the back of the end zone. And you're like, man, that that's a dude right mm-hmm. there. You know, that's 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 a guy. He did look fantastic for sure. So uh, let's talk real quick about the conference standings. They are updated, you know, after uh, this last Friday. The Mountain Seven's a little interesting. You know, Pisgah was atop of the Mountain Seven for quite some time this year. But since losing to um, West Henderson and Tuscola, they've now dropped to fourth place. So West Henderson 4-0. North Henderson is in second place at 3-2, guys. North Henderson. Tuscola is in third place at two and two because they hold the tiebreaker. Pisgah two and two, Smoky Mountain two and two, Franklin two and three, and East Henderson not able to crack the winners circle yet. Zero oh and four. That that uh, that Pisgah North Henderson game at the the last of the year that last week is going to be a big one. Uh, it goes to show uh, who's going to get the two seed out of the mountain. 
uh, Mountain Seven, who's going to be the wild card? It's it's the difference between uh, a home playoff game and going down the mountain somewhere. And you know nobody from around here likes to go down the mountain. No. I don't know if those teams would want anybody to come up the mountain either, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> that's just – that's just, I don't know how North Henderson would favor if yeah. – They've got 39 seniors, according to They those. do. 20, 28. 28. So how many – I just think each senior could account for – one point, and I just I still don't think it's enough, but um, but no, it's that's okay. Um, what else? What else you got, Mike? So in the MAC, congratulations to TC. They've now clinched the four A conference championship at five and zero. Unsurprising that they are leading the MAC. I don't know. Carson picked. Uh, I had Asheville. Asheville. I'll be honest. It was very surprising for me. I, TC's a baseball school, so uh, it was something that you might have seen. Uh, Pat's not here, but Pat, for some reason, has been. Uh, he, I guess, he can see the future. He's thought TC Robertson's been the, besides Reynolds, the second best, the team. second best team, uh, without a doubt. We'll see what happens with that second best title. If Robertson wins, we, we can talk about it later. But so would Pat admit that they were? I don't no, think he no, would admit no, that they were the better team admit, that night. No. I don't think he would. I don't think Coach Laws would let him admit that. So Reynolds 4-0, they've clinched the 3A Conference Championship. Asheville and McDowell are tied at 2-2. Two two. Of course, Asheville holds a tiebreaker. Irwin's 1-3 in the conference. Inca's 1-4. North Buncombe has not won yet. They are 0-4 in the conference. Carson, North Buncombe came in hot. What did you do over there? So there were, I think there was just some premature celebrations on Main Street that we talked about. Um, I, they're... The, it was the city was buzzing. Main Street was buzzing. I mean, I was hammered off picks. They were hammered off the three and zero start. You've had some premature problems before, right? For sure. Uh, but we you know we got. It's just something that North Buncombe. It's it's kind of. It's what we it's what we expect in the area. I mean, Carson, it, if I take North Buncombe Inc., North Buncombe Inca Irwin McDowell, can they compete with Reynolds and Robertson? Compete as in not get running clock now. <laughs> No, I don't think. If I you think combine you could, all four, if take you the best combine players. North Buncombe, Inca, Irwin, and McDowell, it would be. What was the closest game out of that this year? Someone give me something. Probably that twenty-seven-seven. Twenty-seven-seven. Okay, last the Irwin. So twenty twenty points. I don't. I don't know if it, I don't know if it gets. Do you think How about twenty I, I, points? Well, I think it, I think if you put Irwin in that mix, I think I think then so you, got, you put you Irwin, McDowell, Inca, North Buncombe against but, uh, Reynolds. What's your spread? What What is Reynolds favored by? Three, three points. Okay, Derek is hammered. <laughs> hold on, hold on, three hold points. On. So this has been a topic we've had before. What if we combine all of Buncombe County schools? Do you think we're competing for a state championship? Well, Mecklenburg already does it. I, I know, you know like, but the what, answer what, to that what, is no. What if we get to? The answer is that I, is don't, no. I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, hang on, hang I don't on. Think so. Mecklenburg How? is mostly 4A. You don't think we compete in 3A? 3A, maybe, yeah. But, but no, we would be a 4A at that point. Yeah, right, right. Okay, that's so true. There are some 3A teams out there that have, like, big-time four-star, I mean, big-time Power 5 football players. Who's yeah. the Power 5 football players in 3A right Dude. now? Who is it? In, in Western North Carolina. In Western North Carolina. There aren't any. There, there aren't any. So it's like, so you're telling me that, I mean, Kings Mountains doesn't have some cats? I mean, they, they Crest, got, got, Crest got some cats? I, I don't care. I don't care. If, if we put all of our schools together in Buncombe County, I think we compete for a championship. All right, well, let me ask you this, Lewis. Who's the quarterback on that team? Uh, Jed West at this point. That's, well, he's in a different that's, county. No, 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 We're no, not Haywood talking the county. No, no. 
Do you, what? We're talking Buncombe County. Ooh, in Buncombe County. I would still have to go with Asheville. The Asheville's quarterback. Slidell? Meek Slidell? Meek right. Slidell. Okay, y'all are, dear God. No, let's do it. No. Meek Slidell. Are you, are you, did you not watch him play against Reynolds' defense? He Carson, does, do your homework. He doesn't have a line that protects him. He's throwing off his back foot okay. every time. I'm not saying the kid's not talented, but you're going to pick a sophomore who's going to lead to the state championship. Who would you pick? Who would I pick? The best quarterback in Buncombe County. Who's that? You know who that is. No, go Lewis. ahead and say no, it. It's, it's Hayden Craig. Yeah. It's, not, it's not close. Yeah. It's not close. He's the best quarterback. Robertson's quarterback doesn't pass. No, no. Correct. I think I think it's Hayden, Hayden Craig does get it done. He it's, can, he can make the pass. Hayden Craig is the quarterback on arguably the best team. Unless you want to in include Buncombe private County. schools and you could put Ricky Tolbert in there. He puts out the biggest numbers. Well, we can also talk about how Christ School's quarterback just picked up a Kentucky offer. So That's true. I mean, Christ so, School's quarterback did just pick up an offer from Kentucky. So I mean, that's SEC. <laughs> so um, he would have to be in the mix as well because that is Buncombe County. But, um, no, I don't think you could combine all of those. And that's just that's purely based off of not that they would not form a, a formidable team. It's just there's other teams out there that – have a lot of like Derek said, Mecklenburg's already doing that. Mecklenburg, yes. Forsyth, yep, all those guys down down east, they they got an advantage over everybody up here for sure. Henderson County does that too. Did you know that, Derek? I did not. Yep. Henderson so County open enrolls, open enrolls. So you mm. can pick, you can pick what uh, middle school you go to. You can pick what high school. Um, oh yeah, with West Henderson shortstop, um, Edneyville. So they, they all North going Henderson. to West right now. So they're all going. So they're all going to West. Uh, yeah. So. Oh. Um, they've got, I think they had 60 players try out for baseball and high school baseball. And Derek, you know wow, the how uh, when you have to make, when you don't have enough jerseys and have to make cuts for JV baseball and you've got 30 kids um, that's, that's tough. that I know, know how to play baseball, but enough about baseball. Last, the last year I coached baseball, we were just praying that we had enough to make a JV team. We're, <laughs> much we're currently praying to not have guys. a JV baseball team. <laughs> So let's talk real quick about RPI. Lewis, do you remember what RPI is? That's your record versus your opponent's record versus your opponent's opponent's record. Right, all that stuff. So in 3A West, number one RPI, Crest High School. Number four is West Henderson. Number eight is Pisgah, which is interesting. Pisgah's lost two in a row, and they're still in front of Reynolds, who's 14. Smoky, Smoky Mountain's 13. North Henderson's 22, and Tuscola is 31. In 4A, the number one team, this will be as no surprise to Western North Carolina fans, Weddington. 11 is TC and 28 is Asheville. And if you look at the latest playoff predictions, in the last five in, based on their win last week, Tuscola, and the last five out, Irwin. So if we played the playoffs today, the projections look like Smoky Mountain would take on North Lincoln and have a home game. Reynolds would have a home game against Ash County. They'd be the eight seed. West Henderson would be the three seed out of the Mountain Seven, taking on the 30 seed, West Rowan. Pisgah would be the 11 seed. They take on 22 North Gaston. Kings Mountain would be the 10 seed, and they would take on North Henderson. Poor North Good Henderson right there. Day. And then number two, Hickory would take on Tuscola. Derek, what do you think about those matchups? You know, the, the Ash County one sticks out to me. Uh, the, the Ash County OC is a big air raid guy, and, and they like to air it out. It, it, that'd be a, an interesting first-round matchup. I think Reynolds would definitely pull that one out. But uh, the thing that really jumps out is, is, is the 10 seed at Kings Mountain. Whoever gets that draw, 
you know, you got the the Crest and Kings Mountain. It's going to be the last game uh, of the year down in Cleveland County. And those two guys are one and two in the RPI. Uh, so whoever wins that one gets the one. And then everybody else gets – they're a double-digit seed. The potential number two team in the RPI is a double-digit seed. Uh, and, and whoever gets them is is going to be in for a rude awakening between Crest and Kings Mountain. How'd you like to be the twenty three seed? I could probably beat this ten seed. Oh, it's oh man, it's Kings Mountain. Yeah, they got six D one guys on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but uh, I, I don't know much about Kings Mountain roster, but but they're traditionally uh, loaded, and they got a new guy down there, a new head coach. He's from uh, from Rock Hill, and uh, was at the the South Point program that produced Jadavian Clowney and a bunch of other D one guys. I think uh, the Kendrick guy that plays at South Carolina now uh, was there, so he he knows about developing talent, and uh, they're going to be locked and loaded and ready to go come playoff time for sure. And you know, Pat's not here to defend this, but he did tell us that um, you know, and we know scrimmages and stuff is <clears throat> vanilla play calling and whatnot. You're you're not trying to show everything you have, but Kings Mountain he thought was very very talented, and he said that they did not score until they put their second string defense in. So, I think Kings Mountain would definitely be a team too that you if you're at the 23 seed North Henderson you you may see, you're, you may be looking at your schedule seeing if you can drop a game and still get in. That's that's a tough draw. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're I don't yeah I don't know. Then then you got Crest that beat Gaffney who's who's a top ten team in uh, in South Carolina this year beat them week one. Now granted a lot of change from week one to the to the end of the year but. Uh, Crest and, and Coach Sosby, who used to coach at uh, at Hendersonville, is down at Crest and doing big things. So uh, credit to him, and, and he's airing it out and uh, bringing the air raid down to uh, Cleveland County. So then down in 4A, I guess based on their win, the last five in is now Asheville. TC would also get the eight seed, just like Reynolds, and they would take on 25 Marvin Ridge. Asheville would have to travel to Lake Norman, the five seed. Asheville will be the 28th seed. Didn't Asheville already play Lake Norman? I was about to say, wasn't that a rematch? That yeah. would be a rematch. And Asheville lost that one as well. What close, was the score of that one? I think one? it was a close game, if if my memory serves correct. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was Within a couple of scores, at least. So, you know, the, Asheville's only one or two plays away from, from making that a competitive ball game or, or winning the ball game. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what the Cougars could do uh, down in Lake Norman. If you're an underdog, Derek, would you rather take on a team that you've played before or somebody totally new? You know, it's hard to beat a team twice. Um, I, I wouldn't mind going down there. you got all the film on them that you can get. Um, but then again, there, there's something about the playoffs. You, you want you want to play somebody new. 34-7. 34-7. Was it 34-7? Okay. Yeah. 34-7. For some reason, I thought but, it was a little bit close. That's just a for couple some plus reason, I feel like it, was, it might have yeah. been close at halftime. Right. I'm not 100. I, I thought it was 27. Like, yeah, I thought it was like somewhere a in there seven. Um but then again, I'm also a big Asheville guy. So. But either either way, a lot a lot's changed from. Don't the time try to that, back up now. <laughs> a lot's changed from the time that those guys played early in the year to to playoff time. And and like I said, you, you it wouldn't be a bad thing to see them again because you kind of know what to expect and your kids kind of you got the scouting report down. You got the you got their frequent plays and things like that. But then again, uh, the, the fun thing about playoffs is playing somebody new and and somebody that you've never seen before and and just uh, developing a game plan. Try and go out and, and compete a little bit and show everybody what you're made of. You got that halftime score? No? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's talk about week 10. Guys, this week 10. We I mean, just have two weeks left of regular season football. It is flying by. It is flying by. I mean, it's almost – we got – what are you going to be for Halloween? <laughs> I'm not dressing up for Halloween. You're not going to dress up? No. Okay. Or what are you dressing up as? Well, I'm not dressing up, but my son's going to be a cow. 
He loves he loves mooing. Are you going to be old McDonald? Um, I think I'm going to be a farmer. So does any if any listeners have overalls, I would love a pair of overalls. Lewis has overalls. I definitely do. You do. actually do? Yeah. Okay. Can you bring me them next Monday? Do you think you can fit them? I want them to be big and baggy. Okay. You can, got if you. he adds a pillow or two, there you go. Oh, I want them to be. Idea. I'm. I don't plan on wearing much underneath it. Right. Ooh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> All right, so let's preview week 10 here, guys. Uh, I've got uh, Pat's picks. He he flew over by helicopter and dropped them in by package. Did you get those off the porch, Carson? I did. I did, Okay, yeah. so we've got Pat's picks. So we're going to start with the uh, always exciting 6-2 North Henderson traveling out to Candler to take on Inca. A non-conference game this late in the year, a little bit unusual, but it works for the Mountain 7 and the MAC because they have an odd number of teams. Inca's getting 33 points here. So what, what are you thinking here, Carson? So, you want me to give you a stat or two before I let you pick? Please give me a stat, but I've got my pick. So uh, Inca's lost four in a row before they beat North Buncombe last week, and North Henderson's scoring thirty-one points a game while giving up only nineteen. Who are you picking? So, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with a pick, a Buncombe County pick. So I'm going with Inca, and this is based off not that I think Inca is good or not do I think the Inca's staff is um, their head coach is currently um, locked in. I'm going with Inca based off of the North Henderson plays the teams that they play. Inca plays the teams that they play. So the Mac, I just got him. This is a Mac pick. So going okay. with Inca. Like McDonald's? Nope, like the Mac Conference. Oh, so, okay. Um, I just Mountain Seven sucks. And, what? Yeah. So. West Henderson is undefeated. You think they suck? No, they're good. You just said they sucked. The Mountain Seven sucks. Their the conference se- sucks. Listen, the second half of the Mountain is Seven is West Henderson undefeated in the Mac. <laughs> the second half of the Mountain is Seven is West Henderson undefeated in the and Mac. the second half of the Mac are very similar in my opinion. I think so. I think you're right, Mike. Yeah, they all suck. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> terrible. Okay, so yeah, I got I got Inca. I think Inca is a worse sucky than North Henderson. All right, Lewis, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you that Pat took North Henderson. Only because Carson chose Inca, I'm going to go North Henderson. I'm sure you would. They've got all those seniors that you're deeply, <laughs> deeply in touch with. What was your record last week? <laughs> Wait, is he a football guru? Uh, I don't know if he is or not. I'm I'm not a professional speaker, but I am a football guru now. Yeah, well, Derek, what are you thinking? You know, uh, Coach Beatty's doing a great job over there at North Henderson. He's really, really turned that program around. Uh, but uh, Coach Sexton's been around it a while too. Not um, much longer. Well, I heard Coach Sexton talk on the radio on uh, Saturday morning. He said his kids really competed against North Buncombe, and, and I think they're going to ride that momentum off the win. And I don't know about winning, uh, but I think they cover the the thirty three. Listen. I think Inca's going to have to pack a lunch. Pack a lunch. I'm taking North Henderson. <laughs> Sweet. Bless, bless me. I'm taking, bless you. I'm taking North Henderson. Uh, Good pick, Mike. I think so, too. I think that's the way to go. So next up, we're going to go uh, to the MAC. We've got 3-5 and five Asheville at 3-5 and five North Buckham. Before the season started, Carson, would you be surprised if I told you that Asheville and North Buncombe would have the same overall record? Uh, 
Yeah, I would because I thought, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, you would. I would. Lewis, who's going to win this game? North Buncombe's getting 31 points. Astral's going to win this game. And Astral, who had my back last week, <laughs> they're going to cover this spread as well. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you, I forgot to tell you, Pat is taking Asheville as well. What about spread? Or what about the stats here? I do have a stat or two. So Slidell last week completed 80% of his passes. Plummer and Ellis were both over 115 yards rushing, and they combined for five TDs last week against McDowell. North Buckham, well, they've now lost five straight. And they just lost to Inca. Indeed. <laughs> I repeat, they just lost to Inca. <laughs> That's true. Who you taking? Uh, I got Asheville. Uh, the spread should be way more than this, um, but this is free free money, easy money. Asheville gets to a running clock. They get home early, and they start looking at the college football slate on Saturday. Derek? Oh, yeah, you can bet the house on this. I think uh, Carson mentioned earlier, he said uh, McDowell and uh, and Inca didn't throw the ball very much, and Asheville's going to – and still scored a lot on uh, on North Buncombe. Uh, I think Asheville comes in and and they can they can bring a balanced attack and and Old Meek's going to have a big day. I got Asheville big in this one. Mike, do not do not do the curse here. I Please need, don't. I need you to go ahead and text your uh, friends at Asheville and let them know they may lose this week. Oh, oh no, damn. no. Okay. Well, they'll they'll hear tomorrow morning. I'm taking Asheville. Oh gosh. I just I may change my pick just so that listen, this curse does not happen. To listen, them. Asheville just crushed McDowell. There's no reason they're not going to crush North Buncombe. Asheville wins by more than 31. Uh, the Simmons probably not giving uh, North Buckham enough. Let's take just a question right here, Carson. What do you think if we reached out to O'Brien Simmons, see if he'd come on our show? I, that was suggested to me um, this past weekend about, you know, maybe getting him on since so much of our show is uh, – so much of our picks are based upon his his spreads. And when you look at his website um, – Mike, what what's the website? Is it the Simmons Report? Simmons Report. Simmons Report. So, guys, go go check that out. It's got the different classifications, the different rankings. Um, you know, it is something. It's a resource. He obviously spends a a, um, a lot more time than we do on this. Even though we we like to think that we spend a lot of time on it, I just can't imagine all the numbers that he's crunching to get weekly updates to all the uh, to to all the rankings and. Strength of schedule, power rankings. I mean, he he does statewide. Statewide, yeah. Oh yeah. So we're, I mean, so there's just a. It's almost like a full time job for him. So I would love to just find out like what his background is as far as, um, you know, just more about him. So we yes, we are going to reach out to him see if we can get him on in some capacity, which would be awesome. Um, just a little uh, preview right there. So we'll move on. Next we have two and two and six Irwin, at two and six McDowell. McDowell's getting 13 points here. Derek, what do you think? Is McDowell going to cover? Are they going to win the game? What do you got? I, I got I got Irwin in this one by by at least 13. I want to take Irwin to cover. Uh, you know, I, I liked what I saw out of the freshman quarterback. Uh, I don't think people understand how difficult it is uh, to be a varsity quarterback, especially coming straight from middle school. I mean, I heard some guys talking on uh, – on the broadcast on Friday, they were like, man, yeah, this kid was in, in summer ball as a 13, 14-year-old, and now he's out there playing against uh, 17, 18-year-olds, and, and he's doing a, a, a pretty bang-up job uh, as a 14-year-old kid going out there and, and competing. I got uh, I got Irwin to cover the spread. And I will give you a couple stats. Irwin is 0-4 at home. Good news for Irwin. This one's not at home. They've lost three in a row, and in those three, they've only averaged eight a game. 
McDowell has won two of their last three. Uh, unfortunately, in the last game, Danny Brown only three of 11 for a TD and interception. And usually one of their leading rushers had 11 carries for two yards. Hunter Pittman still averaging about 95 yards a game for them. One of our former players of the week. Lewis, you taking McDowell? I know you're a Danny Brown fan. Listen, after umpiring a few of his games, I do like Danny Brown a lot. Um, He has to grow up a little bit, grow taller. Uh, he, He cannot throw a pass over the middle currently. Uh, I am going to pick Irwin here. Listen, I think McDowell rebounds this week, and they cover the spread. They may even win this game. They're going to take down Irwin. Carson? Yeah. Um, I think I think Irwin found something last week uh, playing. When they scored seven points? <laughs> yeah, but they held a team. How many, how many points is Robertson averaging a week? Did you, in, was it in, in 40, conference, 42. 42. So they held them to – Half their average, uh, so I, I'm. I think in the rain with Reynolds next week. You're right. They did. Go they ahead, did. take them. Take take Irwin. I, I've got Irwin in a blowout here. <laughs> Too many athletes. I agree. I agree. That little scat bag man. He can. He can freaking go. And when when he gets in open grass, I think I think that kid's going to be a difference. There there is nobody from McDowell that can catch that kid. No, and I. I saw a second half from McDowell, and it was a fun. I mean, it was the exhilarating second half, but I just like if North Buncombe can score every single possession, I just I have to believe that Irwin can as well. For sure. So next up, we have four and four Tuscola at three and five Smoky Mountain, both two and two in the Mountain Seven. Uh, Tuscola wins this game. Uh, they're going to move. They're going to solidify maybe their spot in third place in the conference. Uh, West is completing 50, 57% of his passes. He's averaging 153 a game through the air with seven TDs and five interceptions. He's also uh, the leading rusher with about 56 a game. Um, Smoky Mountain, uh, they're giving up 20 a game in the last four while scoring 15. So they're keeping it close and they're keeping the score low. Smoky Mountain's getting 14 here. Derek, is Tuscola going to come out flat? You, you know... <laughs> If, if there wasn't another game that we're going to talk about in a little bit, this would be my game of the week in Western North Carolina. You know, you got Jed West who's coming from Smoky Mountain. He's playing for Tuscola, and there's going to be a lot of emotion. Who who can handle this emotion uh, the best? And, and I think I think Smoky covers, but I think Tuscola wins. I think I think Jed West pulls it out. Give me a late touchdown drive by Jed West and the Mountaineers. Uh, they're going to win uh, twenty to fourteen. It looks like uh, Pat taking Tuscola. Carson? You know, coming off it extremely, um, there was a lot of emotion this game for Jed, and there's going to be a lot of emotion for Smokey, but, you know, just the Tuscola-Pisgah game, how how big that game was, I think it's a little, I think this is a spot for uh, Smokey. For Smokey? Um, Smokey, yes. So I think this is a spot for them. Uh, where with the 14 points, I think it's a natural letdown spot for Tuscola after the biggest game of the season. Um, this was their Super Bowl. I think Smokey covers. Um, I think they're in it in the very end of the game, and they could they could also win it outright. All I got to say is I'm going to get absolutely hammered. <laughs> Tuscola is going to win this hands down. Going to cover the spread. Jed West really kicking in the gear after getting injured. They are going to take this game. Listen, if Jed West is as good as he was last week, 
there's only one team that can beat them in the Mountain Seven. And I think they win this week, and I think they win big. I'm taking Tuscola as well. So next up, we have 2-6 Franklin at 8-0 West Henderson. Franklin's lost three straight. They're scoring nine, over those three losses. They're averaging 9.6 points a game and giving up 29. Uh, they're led by Attic Sutton. He has 72 yards rushing a game and three TDs, and he also averages 6.4 tackles a game. Uh, West Henderson, they're scoring 44 points a game while giving up nine. Uh, they only have one game that's been closer than 20 points. Uh, Carson Dimsdale rushes for 170 yards a game. 170. That's a lot of yards, and he scored 20 TDs on the season. 20 TDs. That's crazy. Who you think, Carson? I think 44 is a lot. Um, I assume Franklin will run the ball and slow this yeah, thing down. Yeah, that's what I – I just think the clock – I think Wes Henderson will absolutely win this game handily. They'll control the game. Um, I got Franklin here covering the 44 points. Derek? You know, uh, I don't think Franklin's seen anything like Truett Manuel uh, yet this year. I don't think they've seen anything like Carson Dimsdale. And for that reason, I got I got West Henderson. They're going to score early and often. Uh, they may run and clock this thing in the first half. I agree. I think West Henderson scores at least fifty in this game, and they shut out Franklin. Oh, for sure, Lewis. Yeah, I don't know if Franklin scores. I need them to not score fifty. <laughs> you need them to successfully run the ball for a quarter. <laughs> yeah, I need them to do the Pisgah in the second mm. half. I think West Henderson is going to take this and cover and cover. You just pick against me every pick, Lewis. One hundred percent. Yeah. Sounds it like seems, a plan. It seems like a good idea since you were 0 7 last say, week. If he went 0 7 last week, Lewis is guaranteed <laughs> at least. All right. <laughs> All right, big guys. Let's go. So, next up, this is an exciting one 0 8 East Henderson at 6 2 Pisgah. Interesting spread here. According to Simmons, Pisgah is uh, giving up 53. Pisgah has a slow style of offense. I'll go ahead and tell you Pat is taking East Henderson. Lewis, are you taking East Henderson as well? 53 is too much to cover. Both of these teams are going to grind the ball out. I'm I'm going to take East on this. I do need to share one thing with you here. What was the Inca score? Are you going to share it? <laughs> the Inca score earlier in the year was 56 to 3. That's that's wild. Pisgah beat Inca 56 to 3. So here's here's a couple stats. East Henderson is scoring 11 a game while giving up 42. They almost average a running clock. Uh, Piscus lost two in a row. This could be their get-right game. Uh, they've only scored 10 in the last two losses, 10 per game in the last two losses. Carson? Yeah. Uh, you take an East to cover, aren't you? I am. I am. It's just 53 is too many. Derek? Lewis, who'd you take? I took East. East. Man, 53 is a lot. Piz is coming off a loss. They are. They're they are. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this one for the graphic. I had, a, I had a question mark on this pick. I'm going to do it for the graphic. I'm going to break the – or not break the curse. I'm going to uh, give Pisgah the gift of of not cursing them. And I'm going to pick like Pisgah it. to cover 53 uh, tonight. They're going to run it down their throats and, and break off some big runs and, and score a lot of points out. I definitely uh, think all that's going to happen. Listen, Pisgah's going to run it down their throat right here. 
and they're going to score on every other play, and they're going to cover the spread. They're going to beat East Henderson. It's not even going to be close. I like that pick. So, next up, Lewis, we have one and seven Owen at three and five Avery. Owen's getting ten points here. Derek, is Owen going to cover? I think. I think. Let me give you a stat before I. I always forget for sure. Go go right ahead. So Owen against Rosman, time of possession. Rosman had the ball for 37 minutes to Owen's 16. Uh, Owen's lost four in a row. They're giving up 45 a game in the last four, and they're only scoring 16 a game. Avery has also lost three in a row. They're also giving up 45 a game while only scoring 12. Derek, is what's going to happen? You know, I have a ton of respect for Coach Gibson. I think uh, he does a, a great job. Uh, where, where, with what he's got, and uh, he did a great job at, at Pisgah uh, when he was the OC and, and was was doing his thing out there. Um, I, I got Owen winning outright. Um, you know, I, I talked to uh, to some of the Owen players on on Friday night. You know, they had the bye week, and and I talked to them, and they said, you know, they they were riding high out of the bye week. I think they've got some rest, and and they're they're going to come out. I got Owen winning outright. On Friday night. So, Derek, do you think it's big for these uh, teams that play a lot of kids both ways coming out of the bye week? Do you think they're a lot fresher? It, it can't hurt. You know, uh, I, I think when when you got a bye week, you know, you're, you're coming out, you're rejuvenated, you got a little bit more, uh, you got a little bit more in your pistol whenever you're going out there and you're ready to shoot. And uh, on Friday night, and I think they're I think they're going to be amped up, ready to go, and, and they're going to take it to them out in Avery County on Friday night. Listen, I'm also taking Owen here. I also think they can win outright. Um, I think they're due for a win here, and this will just get them ready for the Madison game next week. Uh, Pat is taking Avery. Mm. Carson, who are you taking? Uh, that's a that's a sigh of indecision. No, mm. it's not. No, it's not. Avery running clock. Oh. Running clock. Put it on. Oh, put it on the graphic right now. <laughs> no, I, I, running I'm, clock. I may not have running clock, but Avery by multiple, multiple touchdowns. So just, just I, do just, you think Owen is like? So just so are they have they sailed it in this year? So just so I know Derek said were they wearing their Owen attire at the game? They, they were. were. Yeah, they were. Were they? Owen were they shirts? wearing their Owen I, shirts? I wasn't. I wasn't because my thing attention. is is Lewis had a soapbox on. Coaches wearing their attire. Did the Owen players? Uh, or they you wearing? know, Lewis pays a lot more attention. He's more of an attention to detail. I will guy tell than you I this: am. there were yes. there were Christ school kids at um, were they wearing pit, suit at ties? Still wearing their stuff. There was at least two Owen players there wearing their stuff. Okay. I just I usually agree with Christ school. I usually agree with half the things that Lewis says, and him <laughs> the him, other half are made up. Him or t- him talking about coaches wearing their school stuff. It's like he. Uh, Lewis here is not on an education teacher budget. Okay, he is <laughs> free a, t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, so um, Carson's sitting here in his uh, his Carolina blue Inca shirt. But what did Carson say about me? Lewis is an educated man. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. did say that. Yeah, you guys know Eaton. <laughs> yeah, Lewis is out here wheeling and dealing for Eaton. A lot bigger than a lot bigger than us education people <laughs> or us coaches. So. We, Lewis has listen, plenty Carson. of money to go out and get all different apparel. Listen, Carson, I'm so glad you picked Avery because Owen is going to manhandle Avery this week and take the win. I love it. What do we talk about off air? I, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, next up we have. So this is an interesting one. We have Owen Seven South Lake Christian. This is the conference game for Asheville School. Uh, South Lake Owen Seven Owen Three Asheville School Four and Three. They're undefeated in the conference. South Lake is on the season only scoring seven points a game while giving up forty eight. They forfeited on ten six. They had a bye week on ten thirteen. They pass for 50 yards a game and rush for 48 yards a game. Lewis, this is a team even Owen could beat. Uh, Asheville School's won two in a row. They're scoring 35 a game. Caleb Jenkins is running, rushing for 78 a game, and Ricky Tolbert throwing for 211 a game while completing 64% of his passes. So Asheville School's giving up 54 points, Lewis. 54. Do you think South Lake covers? I've never seen Ricky be able to produce 54 points. Uh, I'm definitely taking South Lake here. South Lake it is. Uh, Carson? Uh, 54 is just too much for me. I'm taking South Lake as well. Okay. Derek? You know, this is – I call this an armchair quarterback game. This is a game where you can take a dad out of the stands and you can say, here, pick a play on the the call sheet and whatever you want to (laughs) call, it's going to score. I got Asheville School big. They're going to score 60, maybe even 70. Even without JoJo on defense? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I I hate that for JoJo, and I wish him all the best in his recovery. Um, But like I said, this is an armchair quarterback game. You can pull a dad out of the stands and say, just draw a play out of the hat. It's going to score. Give me me Asheville School big. I looked at a picture of the South Lake team. They look like a middle school team. Mm. I'm also going Asheville School here, probably 60 to nothing. Uh, I'm going, and Pat is also taking Asheville School. Next up is our second private school game of the week. We have five and three Cannon at one and six Christ School. So Cannon, they beat Metrolina 36-35 last week. Metrolina, a team that Asheville School beat by one as well. They're led by Tyler Green. He throws it for – last week he threw it for 31 of 46 for 369 yards, four TDs, and one interception. They only rushed it – the leading rusher was Seth Henry, 12 rushes for 32 yards. They're averaging 270 yards a game through the air. They've scored 22 TDs and 10 interceptions. No running back averages more than 30 yards a game. The quarterback likes to spread it around. There's no one receiver who averages more than 60 a game. Christ School coming off a bye week. uh, Only scored six in their last game. Wake Forest commit uh, Josh Harris is out, and they're one and one over the last two. Even with the record, Simmons says Christ School's given 20 here. Carson, are you taking Cannon to cover? I think... uh... I'm going to go with Christ School here. I got Christ School coming off a bye, getting rested. Unfortunate, um, Josh. Josh is going to be out. Wake Forest, defensive end, at rusher. Um, but I, I just I don't see Cannon having any success offensively on that Christ School defense, even with Josh out. Um, so I, I think to me is the number, can Christ School get to 21 points offensively? And I in, in my mind and heart, I want to say yes, and I'm going to say yes. So I've got uh, Christ School covering. Lewis? I'm going to have to have to take Cannon here. It's because you want Carson to have to find the logo and put it on the sheet in it. Seriously? 
I, I don't think I don't I, I never will go with Carson. I'm not sure that Christ School can cover. Honestly, I'm not sure they can cover either. It's it's liable to rain. Um, we're Khalil. It's a question mark. Khalil Conley at DB. We don't know how many how many snaps he wants to take. I, going I'm, to not, Alabama. I'm not sure. Christ, Khalil's going to North Carolina. Or North Carolina. Sorry, I'm not go sure Hills. that Christ School can cover the twenty either. But I'm going to take them. I think they'll come cover on, Mike. Let's go with all the Let's rain. Go. It's going to be hard to throw. I think Christ School's defense up front is impressive. Derek. Up front and out back. I mean, they're is Cannon going to have what? Where they're going to throw the ball on them in the rain? On real grass. On real grass, they're going to throw the mm-hmm. ball. Mm-hmm. They're just going to spread it out and throw the ball. No. Who, who you picking, Mike? I'm taking Christ School. He already picked Derek. Lewis. Who you thinking? You know, Lewis has already saved the graphic here, so Lewis has already picked Cannon. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, so I, I'm, I'm going to go Christ School. A little birdies told me about some guy helping helping with uh, the Christ School offense and. Uh, I, th- I think they're going to take advantage of that little birdie, and uh, and I got Christ School big. You know, Derek's talking about uh, Christ School picked up an assistant coach this week. Um, Derek's very familiar with him. Mm-hmm. You know, John John's been a great guy. He's uh, I don't know if uh, Mike you want to you want to elaborate on no this. go ahead go ahead. You know, John John Shoops he helped me a lot uh, when I was at Reynolds, and uh, the dude has has been in pro ball. He's been in college ball. He's been at all levels. And uh, the guy knows what he's talking about. He knows uh, how to push the buttons. And uh, he, he's going to be the difference uh, between uh, Christ School covering and uh, on Friday night. I know Coach Shoe's been working real closely with the quarterback. Um, I sent Derek a – Luke and I were watching practice film, and I sent Derek a picture. I said, is this Coach Shoe? Because we heard he was coming beginning of the year. I uh, had to finish out overseas as a head coach for a uh, was it German German team? Yeah, yeah. He was the the head coach in the European Football League for the uh, the Munich Ravens, uh, and they decided that uh, that at the end of the year they were just going to part ways. Um, I know John's got some family uh, still here in West North Carolina, and and I'm sure that was just so he can be uh, back here closer to them. Uh, I haven't talked to John in a while, but uh, but I know he's a big family man. Which other um, high school in Western North Carolina has a former um, NFL OC and a former overseas head coach? Carson, anybody? I, I just go back, when we talk about Shoop, I just go back to um, Chris St. Ange, Rocket Legend, and former guest of the show. Um, he told us, do you guys remember when he told us that he was good for at least seven points every single game? He did say that. No matter what team he's calling offense for, he said that he is. He said that team starts seven to zero because Derek, he means that much. Derek, am I right that he was the coach with uh, Alex Flynn? Yeah, Sorry. yeah. So uh, John came to us at uh, at Reynolds in in seventeen, and and he was a tremendous asset for us. And I don't think we make it to the state championship without him. Uh, he uh, he was instrumental in in revamping our passing game and kind of getting us on the right track. And anytime you have a guy with with NFL and college experience uh, coming back to the high school level, I think. Uh, think it's asinine to to not include them uh in the conversation um but uh but john's a great guy he's super smart he knows what he's doing and uh and i think uh even though john's only been there for gosh what in a couple days this will be two weeks once they two play. weeks you know i, I think uh, i think john's uh had a tremendous impact on mr holt's claw and uh, i think uh i think christ school is gonna gonna have a little something extra in the in the pistol on friday night so last but not least, we have five and three AC Reynolds 
traveling to a seven and one TC. Guys, uh, this Asheville, I meant to mention earlier, Asheville High has moved their game to Thursday already. There's a possibility that uh, Asheville and TC have to move a game. I talked to Derek earlier. Derek, can you tell me the protocol for moving a game to Thursday night? Yeah, so to my knowledge, uh, and and it may have changed since I've been out of it. I've been out of it a couple years. Uh, but the it has to be a mutual decision between conference opponents to – to that move is, a game that off is of a true. Friday night. That is still true. Um, so if, if they want to move it off the date scheduled, it has to be a mutual decision, and they can decide whether it's a Saturday or a Thursday. Um, but uh, but once it's it's canceled on a Friday, then it becomes the next available playing date. So if those two teams want to play on a Saturday, they're more than welcome to, to mutually agree on a Saturday. But if, if not, then it becomes a Monday, which would be the next school day. Uh, which would be uh, would be that Monday. So two questions. If you're Coach Dimwittle, do you want to play this game in the rain on Friday or do you want to play it on Thursday in the oh, dry? You bet your money. I'd put the house that Coach Dinwiddie would not want to play this game uh, on Thursday. He's going to be wanting to uh, to play this game in the rain on, on Friday night. He thinks it's going to give him an advantage with them being a triple uh, with uh, with his son being the quarterback and them being a pretty run heavy offense, I think uh, I think Coach Dinwiddie would be uh, would be putting his team at a disadvantage if he moved this game off of Friday night. If you're Coach Laws, do you want to play in the rain on Friday or play on Thursday in the dry? I don't think it matters. I think Coach Laws is ready to go anytime, uh, any place, and uh, and we'll we'll see what happens Friday night. <laughs> Lewis does control the soundboard. All right, so let's give me let me give you a few stats, and you're going to find these very uh, common. This is in conference. Reynolds is averaging 45 game 45 points a game in conference while giving up six. TC, they're averaging 44 points a game while giving up six in conference. Brandon Guest leads the way for the Reynolds defense. He's had 40 48 tackles on the year. That's about six a game. He has a fumble recovery. Hayden Craig is completing 70% of his passes. 70%. That's a pretty good percent. Tyvon Patterson is averaging 70 yards a game on the ground with eight TDs. He's averaging 7.5 yards a carry. Guys, two carries is a first down right there. And Ty Johnson is averaging 65 yards a game in the air and eight TDs on the year. That's 16.3 yards a catch. This is for Reynolds. For TC, Conan... Bohannon is averaging 12.6 tackles a game for the for the Rams. Dinwiddle, he's only 58% through the air and averaging 80 yards a game and six TDs on the ground with I'm sorry, through the air with no interceptions. He rushes for 92 yards a game and he's had 11 TDs on the year. Jeter and Deshaun Tears are both averaging about over 80 yards a game and they're scored eight TDs apiece. On the year, they're over 600 yards on the ground. So this is two uh, two different styles. Robertson's going to run the ball right at you. Derek, what are you thinking here? Gosh, I, man. Can I go ahead and give you Pat's, Pat's pick? Go ahead. Give me Pat's pick. No one knows what's going on. I, don't, I don't think we're going to be shocked here. Pat's picking TC. No, I'm just kidding. Pat's picking Reynolds. <laughs> that didn't even sound, I was like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> All right, Derek, what do you think? You know, I I kind of went back and forth here, but uh, but there, there there's too much 
too much going in, in Reynolds' favor this week. You know, they're, they're coming off a of bye. Um, so we've got we've got an extra week to prepare. We're fresh. Um, you know, they, they've got an extra week looking at film. I'm sure they've got all the film uh, that's possible for them to, to go and break down. Hell, TC's last game is on TV. Yeah, I mean, so so they, they probably went. They probably watched it on TV. They've got it in the exchange on Huddle. Um, it's already broke down. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're going to try and outbalance you. Uh, they're going to go unbalanced and try and gain the edge. Um, but but I think the key is going to be, um, can, can Reynolds get ahead early? Um, if Reynolds gets ahead early, I, I like Reynolds to, to maybe even run away with it. Uh, so my pick's going to be Reynolds. Um, but if, if, if Robertson can get the lead early and, you know, they, they, they stay ahead of the chains and they can grind out that offense and they can have eight-minute, nine-minute drives – uh, that end in points. Um, I, I think Robertson can definitely pull it out. Um, but I know I texted you earlier this week. I think you got to go all the way back to, to 2014 before you can uh, you can have a, a time when Reynolds was not the uh, overwhelming favorite in the conference. Um, so I think Reynolds has been there, done that. Uh, give me Reynolds by at least 14 on Friday night. So Derek's referring, you know, if you take the Simmons report, they get two points for being at home. Based on the Simmons report, TC will be a half a point favorite, half a point, not one point, half a point. And, and, and you know, extremely what, close game on paper. Simmons gives two points, but but like we talked about earlier, you know, Robertson doesn't get the support of, of a home crowd that, that Reynolds does. I think it's going to be a lot of pent up emotion on each each sideline and who can handle that the most. And, and I don't think we're going to be drawing off a big home crowd. I think Reynolds is going to have an overwhelming majority on Friday night in the stands. And I think, uh, I think Reynolds draws off that and, and they, they win big on Friday night. Do Reynolds students show up in the rain? Oh, for sure. I don't think it, it's rain or shine. Uh, you know, when you bleed green and gold, I think those, those guys know, uh, that they they're gonna uh, come out there and, and and assert their dominance on Friday night, and I got I got Reynolds big in this one, whether or not Max Guest plays or not. Thank you, Pat. I mean, I mean Derek Carson, <laughs> what are you thinking? So, I I think there's gonna be a couple key plays this game, and and until uh, until someone else proves that they can knock them off the mountain. I think Reynolds is up top. So I, I got Reynolds here. I, I think it is going to come down to special teams. And tell me when the last time Reynolds has not been the better special teams. I mean, they're more disciplined. Um, they're, there was a team. Who they play earlier in the season? Was it uh, Shelby? It was Shelby. Shelby. You know, they played yeah. Shelby. And Shelby's got, you know, they got cats that can go. And Reynolds um, – we talked about. It. I mean, it was last year. Mike sent me a video of them pocking, uh, uh, you know, blocking a punt with their foot. Um, Reynolds just finds a way in these games, and I just think Reynolds is better coach. For I sure. don't. Uh, so it's the coaching staff for me. I think Reynolds comes out, and I think Reynolds. I. I this is not a close game, in my opinion. And, and number four. Uh, give me. Give me number four as a player to watch. Malik Ingram. Uh, I think he's going to be huge. Uh, he's going to be making tackles on the edge with that that triple. Um, he's going to be touching the ball on special teams with that punt return, those those kickoffs. Uh, I think I think this dude, when he touches the ball on offense, you know, he's touched it a limited amount of times. You know, they don't like to play guys a lot both ways, but I think when number four touches the ball and he, he's making a play on defense, I think he's going to make a lot of a lot of plays. And and like Carson said, I think special teams may may be the the winning edge for Reynolds on this one. I think in the rain, TC controls the clock. They run the football. And they just kind of choked the life out of Reynolds here. I think 
I think TC wins this one. I think because they TC's able the three running backs are dudes. They are. They're they're, they're, they're big. They're they're, 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 they're absolutely oh, dudes is a little, great word, Mike. Dudes. Those three guys, they're hard to tackle. They're hard to bring down. And I think So are they better than the Reynolds coaching staff? I believe Are the dudes better than the guys? I believe that Robertson takes the win here. It's going to be a close one. But in the rain, if they play Friday night in the rain, Robertson wins this game by six. Mm. Six? Six. That's okay. one more than five. Lewis, what do you have? Uh, let me guess. <laughs> I, I get to be on the I get like, to be on Instagram with Lewis this week. Yes, you do. L Mike. L Mike. It doesn't roll off the tongue like no, L Lewis no, no, does. No, no. <laughs> Listen, I also think this is going to be a close game. It's going to come down to a couple plays. But I I have TC winning here and setting the tone for the next few years uh, where TC is dominant. They're all seniors. Can I can I be honest they with are. you here? <laughs> they are. This is this is in in fact a meaningless game. It is a meaningless. You're game. not I, wrong. Okay, yes, TC but TC has already got the 4A conference championship. Reynolds has already got the 3A conference championship. Correct. They're both going to be eight seeds. They're not going to improve or okay, fall down. But it's a meaningless game. You ask, it's a rivalry game in the county. Okay, but it's not Pisgah and Tuscola. But it's just another game. Okay, but, let me ask you this though, Mike. All year you've said that you've wanted Reynolds to play Christ School. Do you not? I think that would be a fantastic game. Why? But it's meaningless. Well, what? Why is it meaningless? <laughs> it's meaningless because these two have already co- co- captured the their, conference crown. Their their conference standings will not change after this game. If it's but raining I and tell a mess, you, if I'm not sure. Derek's, Derek's been in the in the trenches with him. Is this a meaning, meaningless oh, game for the no. Reynolds coaching the, staff? The, this game, you <laughs> know, you know. this is the last <laughs> thing for meaningless. There, there, that is fa- the hottest take. Carson, it's not fair to go to Derek here. The, no, there's, it's not. There's Reynolds Asheville. You know, we've got Reynolds Asheville. So when I was in school, Reynolds Asheville was the rival. That, that's that, it. Yeah. And even when I was a little kid, you know, you had the Pepsi kickoff classic, and it's it's Reynolds Asheville, first game of the year. And, and it's it's at a pedestal by itself. You know, but but not not too far behind it now is is Reynolds Robertson. There's a lot of animosity there. There's going to be a lot, a lot of emotion, and, and and like I said earlier, I think it's going to be who can handle who can handle that emotion. And I think Reynolds has been there. They've done that. You know, they they've got their eyes set on a bigger prize. Uh, as opposed to to just a, a win against Robertson, and and they're going to be able to to handle that aggression, and 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 for lack of a better word, you know, you know, we go back to the 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 remember the Titans saying where you like harness that aggression, you know, and and they're going to say, you know, we're we're going to harness it and we're going to put it towards a victory, and and we're going to we got our eyes set on the bigger prize, and and you're in the way, Robertson, you're in the way, and Reynolds is going to win uh, by fourteen plus. So is this a uh, if you're a coach is this more like a playoff game? You got to treat it like that. I think I think you definitely have to treat it like that because um, it, it's going to set the tone. It's going to be that those last couple weeks. You know Reynolds has McDowell next week, but there's nothing like that emotion and that um, that there, there's something on the line. There's a little bit of pride, a little bit of ego, a little bit of. They I'm border. The they border the yeah. county. I mean, they've got half their players. They share a middle, middle school. They share I, a middle school. I, I, I'm the guy. You know, I'm the one. 
and, and we talk all the time about uh, about being the dude and big time players stepping up in big time games. And I think you look at Reynolds' past schedule. Uh, you know, Is you fourteen the last time they lost to Robertson? Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't lose to they Robertson. Didn't lose. That. Do we uh, know when the last time they lost to Robertson was? Uh, I want to say it was twenty twenty eleven. Uh, they lost uh, so, <laughs> oh, my uh, to goodness. Robertson. Uh, okay, wow. but, 2011. Uh, but that's that's a lot of years. That is, and uh, and like do I you said, remember 2011, Lewis? Definitely. Okay, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I got I got Reynolds Reynolds rolling on Friday night. You know, the, even in the rain, I think the offense has to come at it with the the approach that you know we're in the advantage. We know where we're going. Uh, the defense is going to slip and fall, but the offense they know where they're going. And uh, and like I said, I got Reynolds big. Um, you know, you guys may disagree, but uh, that's the point of the podcast, you know. That's exactly right. I hope they move it to Thursday so I can go watch this game. <laughs> Christ School will not move their game on Friday. They never do. So I, I hope they I hope Reynolds moves it to Thursday. I that's, hope that's Robertson moves it to Thursday as well. You're going to have to ask Coach Denway to move that on Thursday because uh, Carson, I, will you I give him a call? Happen. Yeah, I don't have his number, but I'll call my people over there, get in touch with them. So that's it for this week's picks. Guys, I got a fun question for you. Pat's not here, so I got one. Are you guys ready? Yep. All right. I want you guys to tell me about your favorite football moment. Now, this could be as a coach. This could be as a player. This could be your favorite NFL team. This could be your favorite college team. What's your favorite football moment? Derek, what you got? Oh, man. Uh I got I got two that that really ring out to me and and I don't think I can pick between the two of them, um, you know as a player, um, when I was like 10, 11 years old I can't remember how old I was but uh, but I was playing for Tim Towery as a as a mite in the Reynolds Youth League rocket or, or, or then then known as East Buncombe you know as as I got older I was kind of kind of scrawny and didn't really play in high school and I had a bad back and all that, but that's, that's a story for a different day. But as a, as a 10, 11 year old, I, I remember the play to this day, we were playing Owen and, uh, and, and the play was, was 13 midline blast keeper. And, uh, and I scored the game winning touchdown against Owen with like 20, 30 seconds left. And I got a picture on the wall in my office of, of me scoring that, uh, that last touchdown. And, uh, and it was it was just a great moment. My dad was up there watching me, and uh, that that was a great moment for me. Um, but a, as a coach, um, it doesn't get any bigger uh, than than winning the Western Regional Semifinal uh, and and going to the state championship. You know, we beat a guy that's playing in the NFL right now. Um, thankfully for Sam Howell, he's not ever playing the AC Reynolds Rockets in the um, rain. Yeah, in in the rain, in the sleet and in rain, in the sleet and in the cold. But uh, but the year before, we were playing him and it was dry, and uh, and and we uh, we took it to him and and beat him uh, by gosh three or four points, and and that was just an awesome moment and be able to to celebrate it with my friends and and with my family. And uh, that that's that's an unmatched feeling. That's the, that's the most people I've ever seen in a Reynolds football game in my life. And uh, and what what a great moment to, to celebrate with my dad and with my family. And uh, and gosh, man, what a, what a time that was. Um, gosh, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, you know, I, obviously we would have loved to have won a state championship that year, but uh, but it wasn't in the cards. But but just winning that game at home. And uh, having all my family there uh, to watch me, watch me coach, and watch those players perform—that uh, was an awesome feeling. Carson, what do you got? 
So I'm going to go with a very recent one, but um, as you guys have mentioned, uh, I got a 16 month old and we went to, he went to his first college football game this past Saturday. He went and watched the heels take on Miami. Um, and it was, uh, just an absolutely awesome environment. Um, he was cheering, was trying to scream on third downs, trying to make noise. Um, every time, you know, Carolina scored a touchdown, he said touchdown and raised his arms up. So, um, he made about 25 friends in our section. Um, whenever something good happened, he made all that he, you know, these people were walking down the aisles to give him high fives and they all were chanting. This is for Paxton. So, uh, watching, watching your, your little boy at a, enjoy a, a football game. And it was a game that I thought was a trap game for Carolina. I thought Miami coming off that, uh, where they could have just took a knee and, and won that game. I thought Jeez. Miami was going to come into come into town and, uh, and take it to Carolina. Uh, they were Carolina Tar Heels were losing at halftime. It was just a fun environment with my whole family. Uh, one that I'll probably remember forever. So it, it's not going to be my, me winning a Super Bowl with the East Buncombe Youth Rockets. Um, shout out. Still got that little ball. That's uh, right. I still got that little, <laughs> I still got that little ball. Um, that's got my handwriting on it from when I was 10 years old. Uh, are y'all, are y'all the same age you and Derek? I'm two years, a couple years between us. It's a couple years between us. Kind of like you and Lewis, right? A a decade. decade Oh, a decade. Okay. But no, that, that's all I got for me. Just enjoying, enjoying and being a dad. Lewis. It had to be when you guys played rock. Oh no. That's that's dirty. That's it had dirty. to be. It has to be a Kenny Ford story, right? For sure. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think really, uh, if someone doesn't like to discuss their feelings much, uh, I, I think mine is when I was coaching with Chris Ainge and Tim Towery. It was Austin's last year in, in East Buncombe Rockets, and it was the second round of the playoffs. We were playing West Henderson, and. It was towards the end of the game. We knew we were going to basically lose. And Austin comes up and hugs me. And this is like – I've been coaching him since he was like five. And this is like the last year that we're going to be together on the field. And and we just – we shared a moment there. And and that that was probably my my favorite football moment. Football has brought a lot of people together for me. I know – Lewis I met at Youth League. Uh, I first started talking to his wife because he – he, Whoa! What? Yeah. So his kids. <laughs> okay. His his son is playing at East Buncombe. Be careful. And Lewis shows up in his red. It's not red. What do y'all call maroon. it? Maroon. His maroon Owen hat. He's not happy about it. So I talked to Tracy. We just talked. That's his wife. I talked to her for a little bit. Finally, Lewis comes over. We start talking. And literally, I made one of my best friends at uh, at youth league through Lewis. Yeah. They tried to go to Owen the next year and then came back before the first game. Right. Um, but but that's kind of ties into my favorite football moment. Since Luke has gone to Christ School, it's it's been amazing to me to see the people that have come to support him at Christ School, whether they're from Reynolds or Owen or wherever. There's ten or twelve people at our tailgate every week, and just getting to spend time with people and those memories we make together. Uh, as parents, as friends, um, just supporting our kids, getting to see Luke play high school football. Luke will probably only, that's my son, will probably only play high school football. 
So he has one more year left. And uh, just people coming out to support him and me and our family, even though we left Reynolds, but to come out and support us anyway, I really appreciate that. And just getting to getting to spend time with those folks, and uh, I really appreciate it. Well, football is one of those things that goes beyond what school you're at. It does for sure. Right? It's, it's the relationships you build. Right. Um, Carson and I have gone to a – we went to a couple college games together. Didn't we mm-hmm. go – to the we went to the NC State Clemson game. NC State game. Clemson game. Oh yeah, it's uh-huh. football's just been a a joy for me. It brings, it gives me a reason to talk to my little brother. We talk about I've, you know, completely invested into Carolina football and their message boards and whatnot. Um, but it's given me a reason to um, talk to Mike as much as I do during the day, and I've just completely. Um, you know, the community and stuff that there is in football, it like brings humans together. And I, I don't think there's, there's a price you can put on that. So. No, the, the, there, there's nothing like it. And, you know, uh, as a player and, and as a coach, especially, you know, you see these kids go out and, and, and excel, especially at the next level. And, and, and no matter if they're, if they're playing football at the next level or if they're playing another sport or if they're just going to school, you know, you, you you maintain a friendship and you maintain a bond uh, that that that's unmatched, um, it, as opposed to if you just met them on the street. And and there, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that that only football brings together. And, and those guys, uh, I, I can definitely say, uh, it, it's a friend for life. You know, and and it's a it's a bond that will never be broken. And uh, I can't say enough about the the friends that I've I've made through coaching and through. Uh, coming up in the youth league and, and and being together as a as a as a unit and as a family, um, it, it's an awesome feeling and an awesome thing. And and there's nothing like football. And part of it has got to be the time spent, right? I mean, it's the it's the summers working out. It's the it's, every day through the week all, for sure. All, yeah, I mean, you guys, as football coaches and players, you guys spend months, hours. But, oh, yeah. but let's be real. It also, I mean. Also goes into podcasting. I mean, we, I spend. A, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to say that we spend as much time as coaching, but it's like me and Mike and we all we talk about we talk about football often, and you know we we spend a whole evening, uh, one day a week all together, and it's something that uh, I'm not saying that we put in as much time as football coaches, but it's something that football is bringing us together on this night, and it's something absolutely uh, for sure. It, is something that we all love, and it's very near and deep to our heart. It's it's fun to talk about, no matter whether yeah. you agree with what everybody's saying or not. That that's the beauty of football is is you know everybody's got their own opinion, and and you know what they say, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody got one, and most of them stink, <laughs> uh, you know. So, <laughs> that's right. so you got the you got those armchair quarterbacks up on the sideline that are yelling at the coaches on Friday night, and you know the coaches are turning around saying, "You guys don't know what you're talking about." Um, but, uh, but it's, it's awesome. And, and I love football and I love what football's given to me. And, and I know you guys have loved what football's given to you. And it's all about uh, what you get out of it. And, and football in Western North Carolina is, is, is unmatched. It's, it's awesome. And it's a brotherhood and it's a fraternity and, uh, and everything that, that everybody has gotten from it is, is definitely positive for sure. All right. Before we all start holding hands, I'll sing goodbye. Let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. Um, we really have to thank Carolina Sports Studio. Uh, it's been a great uh, joy partnering with those guys with our Player of the Week. We and also the Bandettes. We got to thank the Bandettes. Yep. There's, oh, yeah. there's something about a man with a good looking beard. Carson, you don't know anything about that. I don't. One day, I, one day I may. <laughs> Whitney's waiting for it. Oh gosh, she'll, she'll know you're a man at that point. Oh. 
<laughs> we have to thank Derek Green for joining us this week. Definitely. Thank yes. you. Yeah, of course. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed it. And, uh, and you know, I, lo- I love talking to you guys on a Friday night and enjoyed last Friday. Uh, hanging out with you guys, and uh, anytime you want me on, just just give me a buzz. I hope this will not be the last time we have Derek on. Definitely I'll just not. go. Ahead, I'll just go ahead and throw that nugget out. I know you guys are all going to be in L.A. on Friday. I'll be on the different side of L.A., Lower Arden. <laughs> 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 yes. We all know where Pat's going to be. You know? He's going to fly the helicopter into L.A. and where, where do you think they're going to let him land it? I don't know. You know, maybe he'll, he'll probably bring the ball in. He's the long shawls guy for sure. They'll we'll, give him the long shawls entrance. They'll, Duke Power will shut down. We'll have to call him. Coach Filipek, you know, and just say, "Hey, can, can <laughs> Philly, we land on Philly?" The will have though? the. Uh, do you know the? The yellow cone the things, things, the wands that are directing him in. You, you know, Coach Heath's going to be out there. Oh, you know, oh the, uh, Coach <laughs> Coach Heath's for sure going to be out there. Uh, the yeah, for sure. Talk about Robertson legends. Um, I I just, I hope it's a good turnout. I really oh, do. Man, it's going to be a great game. Definitely the, the the game of the week in West North Carolina, and I can't wait to watch it. So we'll see. But we appreciate everybody. Like, follow, share, comment, everything you can do on our uh, social medias. Um, all of it goes a long way. We appreciate the interaction. It's kind of what we what we're here for. So we love you guys. Thank you guys for everything. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.